I'm Jerry McGreer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast that does something to a TV show and then mm-hmm. comes and does this. Uh, we're here. Spot on. Season 12, episode 17. Uh, it's another Brock Lemon episode, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. I... Um, I thought when we started this podcast, I'd heard like Buck Lemon use as a pejorative of like, oh, it's one of those episodes. And we've certainly had our share of totally fine Buck Lemon episodes that are good. Um, but man, lately, boy, it just seems yeah. like it's just a lot. Um, there's it always, like they, they want to hurt us. There's always sex in a Buck Lemon episode. Yeah. And it's usually something that I don't really want to see or like or do or, or it's bad. Like, I can't even say anything is bad in this. I just, there's just sex in it, man. Like, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's just something nobody wants. It's just something nobody wants because, um, spoilers, catch is involved. And if it was anybody else, we would have been like, all right, whatever. Sure. But because it's, <laughs> they made it weird. They made it they weird. Made it weird. They made it super weird. They made weird. it weird. I've been watching uh, Lovecraft Country, which I would mm-hmm. highly recommend to horror friends, uh, any horror fans, with the caveat of like, it also deals with a lot of racism in America. So like, if it's not, it's not exactly like a slasher kind of thing. Like you actually, mm-hmm. it's got some a lot to think about. But there's some sex scenes in that. It's HBO, so they, you know, they 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 show some stuff on that. And yeah. uh, I've been listening to the Companion podcast, which is a two women, one of which is a writer on the show, and they're both like, mm, "That sex scene was so good." And I'm like, "Man, I I don't know what happened. I'm not a prude or anything, but like, mm-hmm. I just don't need to see the characters bony. And like, I don't not like that doesn't like." heat me up or anything no, like, i don't know right, what happened to me right. man like i'm just i'm just <laughs> done with it like i yeah. like there's they're just two actors that are awkwardly having like touching one another like mm-hmm. I, I it's not hot it's, it's, it's just not fake. yeah it's tv yeah it's tv stuff it's it's always weird i was never like a jazzed by sex scenes in game of thrones i'd be like wow i regret watching this with my father <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was my full experience with that you know thankfully i watched this episode of supernatural alone but um i didn't like it yeah, I didn't, I didn't like, like it either. It. Um, before we get into the main part of the episode, we're going to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. We are still doing our commentary episodes exclusively for them. So if you want to listen to me and Chris clown on some early supernatural, that is the place to do it. Uh, so go check that. All patrons get that no matter what the what the tier that you're on. So go check that out. Also, we're right in the middle of the season. So I want to remind people at the end of the seasons, we do a feedback episode. Um, I have booked our guest, I think. Um, which Damn. I, I don't even think Chris knew. I think I forgot to tell mm. Chris about that. Mm. Um, it's me. I'm the guest. Uh, Chris is the guest. We're going to demote Chris. <laughs> he's, he's no longer a host. He's going to be my weekly I will guest. I'll be a weekly guest. Um, but if you want to write in about your opinion of season 12, about your opinion of the podcast, or about Supernatural in general, um, or if you have fun things to share with us about the show or about the podcast, please do so. Monsteroftheweek.cool has a contact link. That's probably the best place to do it. You can also DM us on Twitter at MOTWcast. Chris, I don't remember anything about season 12, episode 1 through 16. Help Bro, neither do I. Okay. Last time on Supernatural, Sam and Dean worked a case with Mick from the British Men of Letters, where they ran into Claire, uh, Claire Neutron, along the way. Uh, when the werewolf hunt goes wrong, Claire is almost turned, and Mick learns a thing or two about the way that Chesters operate. Meanwhile, Castile has gone up to heaven. Mary is around somewhere, I guess, and the hunt for Kelly Klein and her unborn co-star continue. So uh, we get caught up on the things that are happening with Supernatural. Uh, Crowley basically owns Lucifer at this point. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Castiel's looking for Kelly. Eileen exists. We might remember Eileen from the haunted, haunted nursing home episode. Um, yeah. And the boys are working with the British Men of Letters. We start out in London, England, 1987, at the Kendricks Academy, which uh-huh. uh, Sam Winchester would refer to as Hogwarts until he realized that JKR is a complete douche nozzle. And mm-hmm. so we don't talk mm-hmm. about Harry Potter anymore. Sam does not support. <laughs> Sam said Sam said trans rights. Is what Sam said trans rights. So if, if he didn't, we said it for him. And exactly. I think I know Sam pretty well. Uh, two young boys. They've been called in by the headmistress. She leads them into her office and says, uh, hey. This is a real fucked up organization. One of you has to kill the other to survive. Mm-hmm. See you later. Here's a knife. It's like we're nine. Like, <laughs> like dude, I don't. What have, do you mean? I don't have hair on my balls yet. You want me to yeah. kill this child? I don't think I could even. I don't think I could break skin. It doesn't matter how sharp the knife is. It's just not happening. It's my not tiny happen, arms. Man. Like I'm um, not strong enough to do this. You're gonna have to give yeah. me a reason. We got Timothy and Michael here. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a. They're best. They're best buds. They're pitted against each other. Um. And spoilers, the boy who survived ends up being Mick Davies. Yes. Um, And he comes out covered in blood uh, and he wakes up in the present day in his British Men of Letters office uh, right next to a bottle. Classic Dean Winchester move. A lot of Mm -hmm. a lot of casual drinking in TV shows, man. Like, it's it's weird once you start like really seeing that of like, oh, everybody just has a bottle. Like, that's very strange. (laughs) Um, I... This is a little too much, huh? It's stupid. It's so it's stupid. fucking stupid, you know, man. I'll be I'll be totally honest. They made me like Mick. I I liked Mick a lot more yeah. after last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't need to put this on him, you know. And I I if you wanted to conjure up some dark past for him, that's fine. But he's proven that like he doesn't like getting his hands wet. He just follows the code and he gives the intel. Blah blah blah. He does what he thinks he has to do. He already learned that like killing is is, is maybe not all it's cracked up to be. Last time. Um, when he went in and he killed that werewolf, werewolf girl and he saw the way that the mom reacted and like that fucked Mick up. He could be dreaming about that for all we care. Like that, that had an effect on him. Even if he's saying he followed the code, something about it didn't feel right to him. The boys kind of hammered that into him. He saw Claire overcome all that stuff. Like he didn't, he didn't need another, you know, tragic childhood backstory thing. I mean, whatever. I don't really care that much, but we didn't need this. It just seems like a little bit of a, um, Mm, mm, here's a gratuitous thing about how evil the British men of letters are. Yeah. And it like, and, and like you're explaining, like it doesn't fit in with the character that we know mm-hmm. of Mick so far. Like, yeah, if he was this ruthless and brutal as a child, presumably they didn't just make him kill a child and be like, all right, it's a math test for the next 10 years. Like, yeah, I figure like any, anybody that comes out of the system would be as ruthless as somebody like catch who, yeah, it just just seems like he's willing to kill anything and everything for the for the organization. Where so, we had Mick, we had Mick shook up a couple episodes ago when the yeah. vampires raided their crew, and like all of his friends died or his coworkers died, and he was like, "Oh, holy shit, that was a lot closer than I ever expected it to be." Like actually seeing people I know die brought this home in a way that I never expected. So therefore, maybe I should get in there and take a more proactive approach. Let me get in the field. He works with Sam and Dean, and then suddenly realizes again. Oh holy shit! This stuff goes deeper than I ever expected. This is dangerous. This is weighing on my conscience. Like they developed Mick. They did it. Yeah, they <laughs> they did the job. And then they do this, which I just yeah. And also like, and uh, this just goes to the structure of the episode. Like I was convinced this child would come back. Like when they mm-hmm. later on, they're going to introduce like another kid who is like the 
assistant aide to the headmistress yeah. chick, and I, I was convinced that was going to be the child that Big thought he killed. Right? Like yeah. I thought it was fully all believed be- that that yeah, this guy was going to come back in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Either to like get revenge or to be like Mick yep. didn't really kill me because he actually has a good heart. Or the British men of letters makes you think that and they're they're, yeah, they're real yeah. bad. You should they threw me in a dumpster, but I survived or whatever. Like I mm-hmm. I I it was it, I don't know, man. Like this whole thing seems weird. We're gonna we're gonna be dealing with it a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Sam is uh, facetiming Eileen um, because. You know, she, Which is just adorable, but extremely um, adorable. Like, just so so nice, man. My I, first thought was, "Damn, you got a great connection in the Impala." That's because I, I FaceTime Jess from my bedroom with Wi-Fi, and sometimes I can barely see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's uh, it gets real blocky. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's uh, so. This is Eileen. She was the hunter from the old folks' home that mm-hmm. they worked with. What did they fight? A banshee. Um, banshee. Killer. She is helping them uh, track Kelly Klein. Um, she found some security footage. I think it's stuff that we, the viewer, have seen in episodes, but she found footage of Kelly with Demon Prince Dagon. Yeah. Um, so... And they, Sam cannot help but just be a little flirty. He's just so... He's, he's got the stupid smile on his face. I love the, the bye, Sam, at the end, and he's like, bye. And then Dean is like, <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I put this in the Discord, and I was like, I think I might be starting to ship... Uh, Sam and Eileen and everybody was like yeah okay okay and I'm like mm-hmm. actually I'm gonna rewind for a minute I think I'm starting to ship Sam with just the the feeling of happiness yeah just like Sam plus happy <laughs> just yeah. just let this mm-hmm. dude have just mm-hmm. a, 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 a five seconds in his life where something's not going fucking horrible for him mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. So yeah, like I, I I like this a whole lot, and and Jared pulls this like kind of cute embarrassing off very very well yeah um, yeah. They get to the bunker and are surprised to see Mick hanging out and drinking all their liquor. Uh, Mick says, well, yeah, like this is a chapter house. Like this is one of our places. Like you, you may live in this one, but we own all of it. Um, and it tells them that their key opens up every single chapter house in the world, which is a weird detail to throw in here that they don't use. So I can only imagine that they are either going to completely forget about it or it's going to mm-hmm. be really important mm-hmm. later in season 12. Yeah. <laughs> it also, I, I, I know, I know, of course they have chapter houses all over the world, but remember when they found the bunker Dude, and it, it felt so, like it was so important. Yeah. It felt so cool and important. And like, it still is, but like, I mean, I don't know when they had Bobby's house before that was just as good. I mean, uh, <laughs> name, name one thing that bunker has that Bobby's house didn't, didn't, but Besides, Upst- <laughs> you know, uh, upstairs bedroom. Besides sinks in the besides bathroom sinks in the bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Doesn't have as many books. Um, so Mick reports to them that there was a a cosmic shockwave. Like th- this thing is really going off the rails here. And they're like, Yeah, we know. Is it Nephilim? Like we're already on that. And they're like, Uh, yo, Chester's y'all weren't gonna tell us about this this whole situation. Um, and then they catch him up to speed in like two seconds. Yeah, I, I'm okay. He's he's really annoying. He's Mick is doing this like, oh, it's the code, whatever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we got it. We got to get past this. Um, yeah. Dean is like, let's all get good drunk. Meanwhile, Lucifer, who is still like caged up, calls out to Dagon um, to get news about his child, and then says like, if the child doesn't come through, Dagon is going to regret it. Uh, we from here we flash back to 1987. Uh, we're going to get more of Mick and his friend where Mick picking up the, the knife and kind of walking over to the other kid. The other kid's freaking out a little bit. And he wakes up with the same chick that had him kill this dude, calling him and asking, like, why do you suck so much? Like, you suck mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, I know I'm British. We don't really use this kind of language, but suck, suck, suck. You suck. Uh, it sucks. 
you suck a major fat one, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's direct dialogue, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grow up, she says. Um, I, he so Mick just he w- woke up. He's hungover because him and the Winchesters just got fucking plastered. Yeah, like that's it. Which uh, it's funny. Like they need to just get drunk sometimes. Love <laughs> but it. It's just yeah. funny. They just like hung out with this British dude who was just like, "Yeah, hey, all right, I'll drink with you. Let's fucking do it." Um. Because they're hunters, so, right? Like they're, they're training. Hunters. They're yeah. training Mick to basically be a hunter, which means getting drunk and like sloppily talking about your feelings, your mm-hmm. repressed feelings for your fish boyfriend at some point, right? Like nobody mm-hmm. was going to remember it the next day, but you got to you got to do it every once in a while. But Sam remembers. <laughs> well, Sam, um, Sam has to see it. Unfortunately, Sam has to see. Yeah, he he can't forget. Uh, Dean doesn't seem to remember, but Sam remembers. Um, so Mick tells the lady on the phone um, that. He, you know, he's still working on getting the Winchesters on board. Um, but she, you know, she tells them that he sucks. He fucking sucks. And that the Nephilim is, you know, is super bad news. We don't really have time to be working on Sam and Dean anymore. Um, if they aren't going to obey, if they're going to keep doing things their way, then she's going to turn them all over to catch. And he's just going to deal with them. And she says that they need to either assimilate or eliminate. Because they just yeah. reminding you that, hey, we're British. That was a Doctor Who reference. Later on, we'll say something about Princess Diana. Like, we're going to make sure that you know we're British. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) But somebody just keeps saying, God save the queen. Like, what? (laughs) Do people say that? It's a weird thing to bring up at breakfast, Mick. (laughs) Yeah. They just keep saying, where's my tea? I'm like, I know that British people like tea, but don't keep bringing it up we americans like tea too god we know that chips are fries get over yourselves language yeah. evolves british people yeah catch keeps going oh chips are fries we're like catch we know we know stop it we're at a mcdonald's if you say chips <laughs> here they're gonna give you a fucking potato chip okay yeah. come on man uh, uh all right we back switched- at the bunker Dean's well, passed out on the table. Well, oh, we got Kelly. A, Kelly Klein. We missed Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Kelly Poor Klein Kelly. is uh, not having a good time. Her her child is is kicking. She's feeling a lot of pain. She wants to go see a doctor. Dagon's like, nah. And Kelly's like, yeah, it's my baby. We got to do it. Um, mm-hmm. Then we go over to Dean and Sam, uh, who are looking seriously hungover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is, this is the, the real shit. Mick comes in. He's fine. Um, he says that, um, for some reason, he brings up that Mary and Ketch make a great team. Um, and then he starts getting into how he didn't have parents growing up. He was a pickpocket living on the streets. He accidentally pickpocketed a cursed coin from a member of the British men of letters. And then they like picked him up and that's how he got involved with them. So you hate to see it. You hate to see it to him. (laughs) They gave him his life. Sure. Um, he also tells them that Mary is hunting with, um, ketchup. Um, they're doing really good, basically. Uh, and uh, during all of this, he is like bringing out a class and mixing some tomato salt, tomato juice, and it's like looking for vodka to make fucking Bloody Mary. Which, like, yeah. hey, props, Mick. Like, I've been there. <laughs> Sometimes you got to <laughs> kick that can down the road. Yep, Both. Yep. They put in a gurgling effect for one of the boys' stomachs when they, the camera <laughs> switch back. So it goes, yeah. and I'm like, who was the sound guy that like got yeah. the order of like, okay, guess I got to put have a, some fun. Yeah. <laughs> do you think Dean or Sam's <laughs> gurgling effect would be deeper? Like, what are we going with? Who has yeah. the bigger and deeper, more cavernous stomach, says the sound guy. I mean, Sam's stomach is probably longer. Just what I'm saying. Like, it's a conversation that you and I could definitely have if we wanted yeah, to get yeah. into it. You want to analyze TV? You come to Monster of the Week, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Which Winchester has the longer stomach? Uh, uh, Kelly and Dagon go to the doctor. Um, he's doing a sonogram and sees something super weird, but Dagon is just doc- like... The doctor gets under the hood there and just keeps going, Wow! 
<laughs> Whoa! Wow! Yo! <laughs> Kelly's getting really self-conscious. She does not know why he is. Is the doctor? That. Is the doctor just tingle at this point from the Legend of Zelda series? Wow! Yeah. Wow! <laughs> yeah! He, he knows that it's an angel baby in there, but he doesn't have the words to communicate it, so he's just going, Wow! It's amazing that that dude could pass a medical exam only using the Legend of Zelda sound effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen! Listen! Um, wow! They, uh, Kelly's looking at Dagon like, what is happening? What Why, is, what is going, going on? on? <laughs> Can you do something about this? Uh, and Dagon <laughs> does. Dagon does the Jedi mind trick. It's like, everything is fine. And the dude is like, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, everything is fine. Wow. Um, He's mid-wow when he goes, oh, yeah, no, it's normal. Everything's no- <laughs> Wow, everything's normal. Uh, yeah. We go back over to Lucifer. Uh, Crowley is doing his, like... <laughs> thing with lucifer that i i feel like is just a murderous murdering crowley's character every time i see it i, I hate yep. it so much uh i lucifer. would not be surprised if um crowley was just killed off because of this i have it in my i don't remember writing this but i have it in my notes that lucifer isn't responding to this and frankly neither am i <laughs> <laughs> um lucifer gets up out of his chair and starts licking the floor and he's like this is what you want right like i'm giving up i'm, I'm submitting to you i don't like it um, and I can't imagine that Crowley would buy this for even a second. And there's like, I feel like, what's his name? Mark, Mark Shepard. Um, mm-hmm. he, he looks like he knows that Lucifer's not buying it, but Crowley's not written that way, yeah. which like, doesn't make sense. Like he's like, he, the actor is saying Crowley would never fall for this. Clearly they've got something down the line for me, but it just seems like Crowley is just falling for it. I don't know that. I don't like it. Why are you doing Crowley like this? Be better. Uh, Ketchup calls Mick and tells him that uh, him and Mary killed seven or eight shapeshifters. Mary is in the background of this hotel room. They're in the same hotel room, which I thought was pretty suspect. Uh, Yeah. She's handling some pretty enormous machinery like you know whoever whoever's fetish it is for you know hot women to handle big guns like is really Mm. (laughs) is really putting this on the old toss and pause you know what I'm saying Uh. um I said toss and pause instead of pause and toss, but you guys know what I'm I, talking about. I knew what you meant. Yeah. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. Don't like it. I don't like it one bit because I don't like catch. I don't, is, is catch laying in bed at this point? No, Cause he no, does at some no. point and I don't like it. He is, he is pouring um, an, a drink for her out of his flask though, yeah. which I think I find the whole, yeah. the whole catch Mary thing has just felt so stupid. Um, it feels very it, contrived. Uh, he does, he does the same thing again that I've really hated in the other episode where he tried to tell her, uh, her feelings. And it's like, you know, I, I, I you, you know, you gave up the hunter life, you know, maybe you're just drawn to danger. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, if you're going to, like, mack on this chick, just mack on her. Like, don't, like, presume to, to like, I'm, mm-hmm. I can read your mind and tell you what you really want. Like, that just mm-hmm. fucking sucks for everybody. Yeah, he sucks. Um, yeah. It's just because of Catch. So, he, he ruins everything. I don't care if Mary Max with some dudes, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not my, that's none of my business. But Catch is a different story. Buckloming is a different story. It's It's a weird thing because, like... I have ever since Mary got brought back. Like one of the first things I said is, I hope that they let Mary have her own agency, and she's mm-hmm. not like pigeonholed into being this mother figure for Sam and Dean and to solve their problems or whatever. Like I yeah. wanted her to have her own life, and she, to an extent, is doing that, which I'm grateful for. And she can make the decision to sleep with whoever she wants to. And like, there's a side of this that I can even remotely understand, which is like, here's this younger guy. He's totally different from anything you've ever been with in your life. You guys are slaughtering stuff together. Like, that has to bring mm-hmm. you a little closer. Like, 
you get your, your blood is up. You got to relax a little bit. Like the hunter way of life has always been a little promiscuous, I guess, mm -hmm, uh, for, for mm -hmm. some people. Like I can definitely see like jumping into bed with this guy. And later on, she's going to be like, you, you know, this is not a relationship, right? Like you, you understand that, but <laughs> he looks like a little hurt by it too. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, I, and so like, I can, I can see it. I just yeah. hate this fucking character so much, and he's I think so that's what scummy. It is. Like, I I just I can't stand the dude, which makes me hate the mm -hmm. whole situation. Like, I'm not really hating on Mary for having sex with somebody. More no. just, have like, this guy? Yeah. Why not Why not Daryl or whoever that guy was that yeah. you got why killed? Why not Mick? Mick? Mick turned out to be nice. <laughs> um, why not Mick? I think, yeah, I think that's what it comes down to, is just that we pretty much have hated Catch since second one. Every time he speaks, we like him less. Um, throughout this episode, he's he's going to do some stuff that made me like him uh, even less. Yeah. So it's just yeah, it's just yucky. It's just yucky catch, and I, I don't know. I I don't really know what to think about this. Um. So from here we go over to uh the doctor's office. Um. Some dude who is obviously a demon shows up and slits the doctor's throat, and uh, he's looking for patients' files. So. Um, meanwhile, Sam is on the phone with Eileen who caught the demon that killed the doctor, uh, and managed to get out of him that he was working for Dagon. Mm -hmm. There's a point in this where Castiel, like Dean's calling Castiel and his voicemail message is super <laughs> weird. <laughs> I don't really yeah. like that. Um, when Eileen tells Sam that he, she managed to get the information out, but this demon before killing the demon, I thought Sam was going to drop to one knee and be like, mm -hmm. I know it's not cool to, to propose over FaceTime, but I mm -hmm. have been carrying this I, ring since the day I met you. <laughs> <laughs> Sam got down on one knee, but she couldn't tell. <laughs> he's because he's still towering he, above the he's table. He's still super tall. <laughs> uh so it, he he did he did propose basically but she just she wasn't able to tell that it was a one knee she thinks he's joking because yeah, he's yeah. still just standing there um you know the but yeah has, she's basically able to a get a lollipop like, on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> she got like all the info that that they needed yeah. a phone number a location uh her and sam are just flirting it up i don't know if they're flirting it up i think that there, but, there there's definitely flirtation energy here and this is yeah and i'm kind of here for it to be honest with you like, yeah. I, I would love to have sam have a a, a girlfriend um unfortunately he seems genuinely flirty with her as opposed to rowena where he's uh it's all in his head <laughs> unfortunately as with most of sam's girlfriends as soon as they get serious she leaves the country so <laughs> yeah yeah um or leaves the life yes um so we go over to crowley um who is doing more stuff that i don't particularly care for basically he's he's gathered a handful of extras slash demons uh in his chamber and is going to prove to them that he has conquered Lucifer because he knows that if Lucifer is still out there, their true allegiance will be to him. He brings Lucifer in and like chains. And as he's talking, Lucifer has his back turned to him and is, is like winking as to the demons and like mouthing stuff. And like this whole thing is just hammy and corny. And I I'm just so fucking done with this plot line, man. Like I, mm -hmm. I need, I need Crowley to not be this involved with Lucifer at all. Yeah. They un unless Crowley's got something secret up his sleeve, then they've ruined him. It like sucks. Crowley, I feel like Crowley. the The best thing, the most evil thing that Crowley could do is is completely ignore this guy, and mm -hmm. like you chain him up, and then you put him in a hole, and you never speak to him again. Right? Like yep. that would be more powerful and more insulting than this constant like you're my puppy dog bullshit. But mm -hmm. the the show doesn't want that to happen, so Jeremy doesn't get what he wants. <laughs> yep. It's just unfortunately. Crowley should be smarter than this, but they just don't like Jeremy and they want to make him feel bad. Yeah. Um, 
So we have, uh, oh, Dagon went out to go run some errands for Kelly. When Sam calls Kelly and for some reason uses a fake British accent to get her to come back to the doctor's office. I think we texted about this. I don't, I think it was just Jared's idea. I think Jared was just doing a fake British accent, making fun of his, his British co-star yes. <laughs> and just decided to use it in the shot. Decided to go for it. It's just so silly. Yeah. He sets up a meeting with um, Kelly Klein, basically like you need to come back to the doctor's office. Um, mm. Dean, is, is, is this where Dean picks her up or no, 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 no not, yet, so, not yet. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. Um, we get Mick showing up with his, um, does he have his like new butler with him or whatever? So this is this is the headmistress's guy. Um, yeah, uh, Mick shows up with this dude. This dude showed up to basically like help Mick out. Um, oh, I graduated top of my class. He just keeps saying it. He, dude is literally walking around sipping tea. Yeah, it's fucking. That's embarrassing. It's super weird. Like I don't know why you're you- like they don't have teacups and little little coaster trays at the bunker. So he brought that with him. Why? Where did he get the Union Jack headband that he's wearing though? Like that's so, so fucking weird. <laughs> It's so like strange. I have a lot of, I got a lot of coffee mugs. Like I'm yeah. drinking out of one right now. Like uh-huh. this is my at home coffee mug. I don't show up to a friend's house drinking out of that coffee mug. That's it'd be, it'd ridiculous. Be you brought your own, your own. You know, I was gonna say cutlery, but that's not what I'm yeah. looking for. Like your own dishes around with you. Yeah. And also, Weird. the Union Jack headband doesn't even go with this fucking tweed situation that you're wearing. Dude. He's got a whole to... tweed. He's got a whole tweed fit on with the Union Jack headband. It's no new no need for it. I do like that the everybody he meets when he tries to bring up anything, just he's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like Eileen does it, Dean does it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it's, yeah. it's really, really funny to me. Um, it's. it's incredible mick gives uh sam the cult and says it has to go back to hq uh kelly shows up to the doctor's office and dean grabs her shoves her in the car uh, in, in in the in the impala that he parked directly outside the mm-hmm. doctor's office i'm like okay so you're just like sending like you're leaving breadcrumbs for dagon right yeah it's it's the <laughs> most recognizable car in america at this point <laughs> um he brings her to this the same like pier uh, and where everybody has gathered and they're like, Hey, Mick is like, you know, we, we gotta, we gotta kill this child. And Rawlings is like, we gotta kill this child. Uh, Kelly doesn't want to kill the kid. Sam and Dean are like, we gotta figure this out. Rawlings just pulls a gun. Dean tries to stop him, but not before Diagon shows up with a uh, kind of a cool intro, like a bunch of wind mm. and lightning. And like, you know, this, this, you know, Prince of Hell thing is actually kind of cool. Like I like this chick a lot. Yeah. She, she, uh, she fucks everybody up here. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, they do actually really try to reason with Kelly. I think it's Mick who says, like, when this child is born, you will mean absolutely nothing to it, and it will kill all of us. Mm-hmm. So just just be be let's level with this shit, all right? Uh, but yeah, then Dagon shows up and absolutely tosses everybody. Absolutely. Um, they, like, fill her with lead, and it, it obviously it does doesn't not, do anything. It does nothing. Um Meanwhile, like, Sam had the cold. It gets knocked out of his hand. Uh, Daigon goes and grabs Kelly. Sam got thrown in such a way that I didn't think he was going to be part of the TV show Supernatural I thought I thought he would just pass out immediately, but I was surprised <laughs> to know that he was able to maintain his conscience despite, yeah. you know, dropping seven foot in two mm-hmm. seconds. Um, mm-hmm. Eileen grabs the gun. Mm-hmm. Daigon grabs Kelly. Um, Eileen fires at Daigon, and we kind of do this kind of cool slow-mo thing. but. As she fires, Diagon disappears with Kelly, and the bullet passes where she, passes through where she was, and instead hits Rawlings and is instantly mm-hmm. dead because there's only five things that the gun can't kill, and officious little British pricks is not one of them. Yeah, not on the list. <laughs> this makes like 
and this whole thing because what's what happens here is like this dude dies mick instantly goes aggro and it's like she shot a british man of letters so she has to die and i'm like really it's so stupid really? it's like and i get that this is supposed to be like this is the the turning point for mick where he has he's been confronted with his code will he be able to go through with it but like why why is that that part of the code yeah like she shot a prince of hell who phased out of the way too quickly and so it shot the dude who was standing in the range of the gunshot like i it just is so not eileen's fault in any way shape or form so and she's visibly to- upset like she instantly mm-hmm. like i think she drops the gun and she's like almost crying because like, she's never killed a human before yeah she and i you know like i don't know how you could look at the situation and go on you, you now i have to execute you mm-hmm. and it I just guess makes the- such so so little sense yeah it's absolutely. so uh, you know if if the I don't know if they were they could have just stacked something up in some other way where it made a little bit more sense for Mick to have this reaction and not oh my god that was a horrible accident but now I have to kill you instantly because the code says so and I get that there's pressure on Mick because he wants to be able to keep doing things the way that they've been doing things I I, I assume that Mick believes that him and the Winchesters are working well together he doesn't want Catch to come in here and and fuck everything up because he's got the top brass really on his ass. And now that you know their little butler died, there's there's going to be some issues. Um, so I can I can see why he would have a panicked response. But this just immediate she has to die situation, like bro, let's well, how about we just say it was the bad guy did it? Yeah. How about we do that? Like we can lie. You ever heard of that? Mick does the does the code? <laughs> I don't know. It's just it just seems again. It just seems strange. contrived. It just seems contrived. Like they yeah. they wanted to put Mick into this situation where he has to choose between the Winchesters or the British Men of Letters despite the fact that they've already kind of done that and he sided with the Winchesters. So now we're mm-hmm. just like increasing that pressure to really no avail. Like, I feel like the thing that happens that we're about to get to where they confront him on this decision, like that you could have just done that at the beginning of this episode, like he, and he would have hesitated mm-hmm. and the same result would have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we have here is Sam and Dean basically talk him down. Sam specifically says things like you only have to answer to your own code. You don't have to answer to theirs. Mick eventually lowers the gun there's the scene where he's just standing there and you hear just the Impala doors closing the background and like them taking off. And I'm like, so Mick just gets to stay with the dead body and like the, the blown up dot. Cool. 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 Yeah, you you, you yeah. clean this up weirdo. See you later. Yeah, um, bye. And then we get to, I think what everybody knows is our least favorite scene mm-hmm. of the show, which is Mary and ketchup having boned down. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and so this is, I was just thinking about it since we talked about it a couple minutes ago. I think that if Mary had, hooked up with catch in a different situation than what's about to happen. Um, it would have been like, Ooh, this further complicates things. Cause we know that catch is kind of going to be a bad guy, but now Mary has hooked up with him. So now is Mary going to side with him? Is she, you know, I, I thought that in a different situation, this, this complicates things. It's at, this brings some a- added drama, maybe to the situation she's working with him, but now it's gone to another level. Uh Oh, what have we got our, ourselves into here? But I don't think that that's what Buck Leming is doing. Maybe a little bit. Maybe that's part of it. But it just seems like, once again, <laughs> they are somehow using a woman's sexuality against her. Just like when they decided that this this woman who was assaulted by sailors didn't hate the sailors who assaulted her. She hated the woman who made her feel bad about it because Buck Leming hates women, hates their sexuality. It's almost as if Mary's sexuality here is used to make us hate Catchmore. Or to make him seem like a worse guy, because obviously everybody's going to have a similar reaction of, oh, no, don't sleep with him. 
That sucked. It's just, it's not about Mary's agency. It's not about her being able to make a choice or being able to blow off steam. It's just about making us hate Catch more. <laughs> like, I think so. Yeah, I think, and because, and they're going to double down on that with the, the stuff that Catch is about to do in the in the following scene. Yeah. And like, it is, it's, it's, and I guess you kind of made it like, you, 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 you said that maybe they were trying to make this a little bit more complicated for Catch and like, maybe they are. But we haven't really seen Ketch have an empathic moment with anybody. He's mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. this brutal, cold blooded killer who has killed, you know, young women with psychic powers or, you know, brutally tortured, you know, ghouls or goblins and murdered a bunch of shapeshifters and, you know, all this other stuff. Like to give him some empathy because he had sex with Mary is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. In the same episode where we see how these people are trained from a young age to murder and like I still keep going back to that because I keep thinking like, how do you get like a researcher out of the yeah. British men of letter? If you go to Kendrick's, like how do you come out of that being like a computer guy? Like, did you mm-hmm. have to murder another computer guy to get there? Like, it just doesn't make yeah. a lot of fucking sense. And I, it, this, and this stuff like between, I, I just, again, it kind of makes sense for Mary. I just hate catch so much that I just, I'm just kind of mm-hmm. washing my hands of the whole thing, I guess. And, and yeah, having it be buckling makes me realize that, regardless it just seems like it was it's being it has nothing to do with mary yeah if it's like oh look how look how bad it is that she did this with this guy that you hate doesn't this make you mad viewer like yeah it does but like fuck you <laughs> like they they just that i like looking let me at it through you, the let, lens of of who wrote this it just makes me feel differently let me ask you a question if you think mm-hmm. that if you if you envision a world where mary hadn't come back at the beginning or at the end of season 11 um and so it was a new character in season 12 would this have been jody Oh, I bet. Right? Dude, I bet. Like, if they bet, were, if, yeah. because, like, that's the angle for the British Men of Letters is to approach someone who's actually, like, in law enforcement as, as an mm-hmm. official capacity kind of thing. And then you have this whole situation where she's learning to hunt in ways that she never did with Sam and Dean. She's, you know, about the same age as Ketch. So all of a sudden this happens. Like, I wonder if it would just be, like, literally sub in a different woman so that we can have this moment with Ketch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, it seems like it's taking a sort of cultural biases against women's sexuality even in 2020 um it's taking that and just using it to make us hate somebody um but maybe maybe i'm reading it wrong i remember so Nis season 11 guest um was telling us in our discord that like a lot of people were really pissed off when this happened that like almost feel, felt kind of gross in the like how dare you sleep with a man who's not john winchester um and i don't think that's what we want to say whatsoever mary can do whatever the hell she wants but yeah. i just feels like the writers here and maybe this is just me now reading into it because I've developed such a strong hatred for Buckleback this season. Um, but so maybe that is just me reading into it too much and saying that they're using it as a weapon against characters. Like they're they're not trying to let Mary do anything. It has nothing to do with her other than pissing the audience off. Yeah, um, which feels gross. But maybe maybe that is just my perception of it. It would be interesting to hear other people's takes on it, other than just catch sucks, which obviously he does, but. Yeah, it's weird. Monster of the week dot cool slash contact. Let us know yeah. how you feel about Mary Boney Down Catch. Uh, mm-hmm. We've still got some more stuff to do because this episode is one million years long. That's uh, right. So we're going over to <laughs> Lucifer, who has found a demon to. They keep talking about hacking the security system that they put in this vessel, and I just I I, I don't know. There's some there's something weird about this dialogue that I don't like. But basically, um, they were able to do some things to identify it. Um, mm-hmm. but the person who built all of this stuff was immediately killed by Crowley for, you know, cause he built it. Um, yeah. and he, and, and Lucifer basically tells this dude, like, you need to get on cracking it or I'm going to kill you. Um, we go to the bunker. <laughs> He's like, how, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> if I don't fix it, you could kill me. 
Uh, we go to the bunker where Sam and Dean and Eileen have arrived. Uh, Eileen is extremely shaken up. This is the first human that she's ever bought. Sam tries to mm-hmm. comfort her, um, but you know, says it was just an honest mistake. Um, we go over to Diagon, who is now handcuffing Kelly to the bed, and tells her, you know, hey. You're going to have this baby, and this baby is going to be okay, but you are not going to survive the experience. You are absolutely going to die in the process. We cannot afford you. You're an actor and like a B-tier kind of thing, so we are not can't afford you in this many episodes. Still have to try to pay Castiel. Like, this is all yeah, going to be ridiculous. We still, yeah, we, we're literally clearing house right now so we can bring Misha back next yeah, episode. Yeah. We're going to have to hire some baby that I keep seeing on the cover of TV Guide magazine. Yeah. Um, we go back to Mick. Who mm-hmm. arrives at the British Men of Letters HQ and finds Ketch along with um, the headmistress, um, who doesn't usually leave London. She does for this. Um, he, she is, she's pissed. Um, mm-hmm. She's, she says Ketch has made a number of mistakes. Um, she says that hunters should be dogs. Uh, you give them an order and they obey, and if they don't, you discipline them. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that since Eileen killed a. Uh, British Men of Letters agent that she will be hunted down and killed. Feels like they could Mick could maybe kept that one secret. Feels like maybe nobody had to know that. Like maybe absolutely no one. Oh damn, the demon got the gun. Who, you wouldn't believe this shit. Who was there or the or or you know, the demon killed the guy. Like he didn't really have yeah. to hang yeah, I had a hundred percent agree. Like with did you. Dean call her? No. no did Eileen not. call no. and confess her guilt? Yeah. No, it was Mick. Did Diagon? He brought this on himself. I want to no. see the phone call with Diagon <laughs> yeah. and the headmistress of the British Men of Letters being like, Hey, mm, um Prince of Hell you here. Um <laughs> Yeah. Real quick, I know I do sound feminine. Well that's I am a woman. Okay. So um yeah. Uh that was dumb, Mick. So she also Mick says, finally, well, she says that the Winchesters are also going to be investigated and executed um, if they are found guilty. And Mick says, like, what do you mean if like every time we do this, every time you investigate, they are always found guilty. There's no way yeah. out in this in the system or in this code. And Mick is like re- trying to reject this code and saying that he's his own man now. He wants to do the right thing. And in the middle of this speech that I thought was like, against- he sticks up for the Winchesters. We're like, all right, you're our boy now. We got it. And against my better judgment, like I was kind of, you know, with the last episode in this one, I was like, like Mick is, you know, if he would just like shave, if he would shave or <laughs> let it grow out a little more, <laughs> or just or just or just come up with come up a number on his yeah. on his trimmer, <laughs> like take that bad boy from a one to a two, we could have a conversation. Yeah. That's um, it. But instead, uh, catch shoots him in the head, back of the head. Mm-hmm. He's dead. Executes him. Executes um, him. in a in a super quick, I guess Game of Thrones kind of like sudden. <gasps> like shocking kill moment like i didn't i didn't see it coming i guess i should have but i didn't see it coming and i don't know how i feel about that obviously on the one hand i'm pissed because i'm starting to like mick and i'm i'm obviously i hate catch which makes me feel like the whole mary situation was just fuel on the fire so that when catch does this you'll hate him with a fiery fiery passion mm-hmm. um which i i did um so i can't tell if i just hate it because i'm like pissed at the characters or if i think that this is just like I don't know. Not it's not bad writing. It is, but this scene in particular just seems like so sudden, so unlike supernatural. Which sometimes I'm asking for. Sometimes I've asked for them to be, you know, a little bit outside of their their norm. And a quick, sudden execution like this is certainly not something you see all that much on supernatural. Um, so yeah, it's hard to parse my feelings on this. Do I think it sucks, or am I just mad at the character for doing it? It's 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 tough. So I. I, I go back to the, the, the writing and the thinking around this of creating the British Men of Letters in the first place, 
um, having and then set it up as an antagonistic relationship with the American hunters, specifically Sam and Dean. And then, you know, okay, so they're going to come over here and they're going to try to bribe their way through some hunters, give them better gear that we're going to, you know, get you into the program. We're all going to work together. Um, and then some things don't go down as planned. So now it's, we're going to execute everybody. Um, yeah. And the headmistress trick is so over the top with the dogs and all of that speech and the having a program where you like have to kill half of your students, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. And it's so ridiculous and impossible for me to even buy in this complete fucking fantasy world where Lucifer is walking around like singing <laughs> songs. It's just so mm -hmm. fucking ridiculous that it, it takes the bite out of any threat that they have. Cause yeah. they're, now they're just like shitty cartoon characters. Um, and right. I, and I, I, I don't like any of that. And they, they, you mentioned game of Thrones, game of Thrones got famous, I think in part because it, you didn't expect the people to die who died. Like they were, mm -hmm. they were what you would assume was protected by plot armor. Like right in the first episode, you think that the hero of that story, not the first episode in the first book or the first season, you think the hero of that story is a certain character. And then that dude gets fucking ganked. And in the, in, mm -hmm. at the very end here, they didn't really do that. Like they, they just gave us a character that's not Sam or Dean <laughs> and yeah. they built him up over an episode and then they murdered him. And that's it. Like there was no, there was no like shock to this for me because he was fucking disposable. And like they, tr yep. they, they've treated all of these British men of letters as disposable so far. So the only like question in my mind after this is just, you know, is, is, is catch his relationship with Mary is his fondness for Mary going to prevent him from, is or going to inspire him to, you know, turn against the British men of letters. And I don't think it is like, I think at no. most he'll, she'll get a warning. Right, like they're coming for you. Go run, mm -hmm. like or whatever. Yeah, if anything, it's just going to be made to like make Mary look bad when Dean inevitably exactly. has to kill Catch. Yeah. Right, like, and, uh, which I certainly hope Dean does. <laughs> and, and like, ideally, uh, Dean never finds out about their, Dean, Sam and Dean never find out mm -hmm. about their mom's sex life. Right, like I don't want. I don't but want Catch, Catch will tell them. That's what I'm saying. I don't want them. that. I don't want Catch mm -hmm. to be like fuck your mom, like you know, or whatever. Like I can't fucking mm -hmm. stand that kind of stuff. So like I just, I yeah. just, I don't know, man. Like this, this whole thing, it just. We we harp a lot on Supernatural sometimes, I think, and it's it's still a fun show to watch. But man, like I think I texted you when I started watching this. I'm like, I'm just so fucking tired of the British accents. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. there's there's an aspect of Supernatural that I really like, and I really enjoy the the cosmic stuff when they go go do weird, crazy god stuff. And I'm okay with them ramping up like the the scope of everything. But there there's this kind of stuff, which feels like, and I, I get the same vibe as I do with the angels. Like it feels like bureaucracy run amok mm -hmm. kind of thing that mm -hmm. I just, I'm just kind of bored with. Like we've got, yeah. a, we got a Nephilim to deal with. <laughs> like, we got stuff on our plate. Lucifer's man. still around. Like we got other stuff we could be dealing with. And I, you know, I don't know. Like I just, and also it, yeah. I hate catch. So, um, yeah, it sucks. Um, and I feel like Eileen's on the chopping block next because they brought her back. Yes. Um, I don't know why, because unless the British men of letters are going to go and try and execute her and the boys will have to protect her or we'll just watch her die. Because, you know, they, they're letting her and Sam flirt. Obviously, they're not going to get together because this is supernatural. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. Um, so she's like, she's gone, you know, and, and they put her on the chopping block just to have somebody else die. They looked through their cast of recurring characters and thought, no, we can't kill Jody. So I guess it'll be this other hunter. Let's bring her back. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, we signed a, we signed a contract with Claire, so we, she at least has three more episodes. <laughs> you know, I've seen Claire in two weekends in a row in other movies that I just had no idea that she was in. Oh yeah, interesting. She was she was in Detective Pikachu, and she's in. Um, we didn't actually watch this. We watched a video like uh, reviewing them, and it was a funny thing. Whatever. Paranormal Activity Four, I think she's in. Oh, she's yeah. like the star of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that. And then she plays like a. Like the lead, um, not the lead, but um, like the sidekick to the lead in uh, Detective Pikachu. Nice. Uh, yeah. Four is where they do. It's like the '80s thing where they have like a, the VHS camera taped to the. I think that's band three. Or, that's three. I, that's okay, three. Well, I don't remember. Yeah, we should. Let's do. We'll do. A, we'll do some commentary tracks for Paranormal Activity. Four is the cult one. Three. That's also three. I think. Wait. Oh, they're all. I think they're all the cult. They're one all the cult. One. Yeah, I guess I should. Yeah. <laughs> can't remember which of the... I think I've seen them all. I just can't distinguish them in my head. I found out yesterday that when I watched this random video, I have seen them all, which was a huge surprise to me. <laughs> um, finishing up some stuff. Sam and Dean yes. wake up in the bunker. Uh, Kaz is still MIA. Eileen went back... Sam to- goes into Dean's room and he goes, Dean, can I ask you something? He's like in his slippers. He just woke up. <laughs> Dean's like, what is it, Sam? And he's like, is mom a virgin? <laughs> is mom? Mom's a, mom's a virgin, well, right? Technically- and Dean just goes, go, the- go back to bed. Like when you back came back from hell, you were a virgin, and I guess you still are. But like, is Mama virgin because she came back to hell? Because <sighs> they just want us to be mad. So, uh, Eileen went back to Ireland. Peace out. I'm gonna go back to the country. Is that where she said she was going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you remember her history, that's like, closer to the British Men of Letters. It's closer to the British Men of Letters. So I, I like, I'm now I'm worried that she's going to be killed off screen without Sam yeah. and Dean even being able around. Yeah. Like I, in a in a verdant, beautiful green field, and then she's gonna like be dropped in a fucking bathtub because it's fucking yeah. supernatural women. Um, yeah. Sam hands Dean the Colt. Dean's extremely super stoked about this gun. And uh, our last shot of the episode is the headmistress telling Ketch, who was looking at Mick's dead body, that they are going to exterminate all of the American heart hunters. Because, again, mm-hmm. exterminate Daleks, Doctor Who, British. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God save the queen. God save the Chips. queen. <laughs> what other British stuff can you name off the top of your head? Pims? I don't Pims know. Pims is a dream. Um, sat instead of sit. I was sat there. Premier League. Um, Premier League. <laughs> Mate. Mate. Footy. I don't know. Footy. Um, yeah, I like footy. That's. Yeah. We're embarrassing ourselves here. No, no, no. This is good. This is good content from a, a really bad episode. Keep going. The, uh, um, sir? Jumper. Jumpers. Jumper. Jumpers. Trainers. Uh, trainers. trainers. Trainers is good. Yeah, I like trainers um, a lot. I said trainers the other day. I guess I had been just watching too much British shit. Um, mm-hmm. We've been watching this documentary on uh, Tottenham Hotspur. And uh, I said trainers <laughs> to a customer the other day. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Sneakers. I'm at sneakers. Yeah, there's a, there's a comedy podcast called Regular Features I used to listen to like constantly. And I would realize that I was like thinking in their voices. <laughs> like these like ridiculous British accents. It was fantastic. Happiest I've ever been is when I was thinking in a voice other than my own. Uh, any last thoughts on this episode, Chris? Yeah, I don't know. Fuck this shit. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with more Supernatural. Uh, remember, you can support us over at patreon.com slash monster of the week and get a bunch of exclusive content, including Supernatural commentary, where Chris and I are talking over the original episodes, original first season of Supernatural. Um, if you can't do that, we totally understand. Maybe leave a rating, a review, or tell your Supernatural friends about the podcast. Uh, a lot of people have been doing that lately. A lot of people have been adding us on various social medias and letting yeah. us know and it's just it, that helps like way more than you could know just telling your friends about it dude like every and i think chris will agree with this like every time we get somebody that says something nice in an email or a, a, a wherever wherever it exists i usually screenshot it and send it to chris and chris and i mm-hmm. talk about it like even if mm-hmm. it's just like wow that's nice like we we see it and acknowledge it so thank you so much for doing it um yes i forgot to pull up the website 
So, yeah, it's crazy. While you're pulling that up, it's you know we always hear podcasts say like, "Oh, tell a friend, do this, do that," and it just whatever. It just kind of rolls over you. But having people actually do that for us has has meant the world, and it's it's super nice and makes us feel very good. And um, we love you so much, um, so so much. Just like Catch loves Mary. Um, <laughs> once again, I pull up. The, did I ruin it? Did I ruin it? <laughs> once I pull up the wiki, I see Hat Winchester in the video because it always plays the official trailer, and Hat Winchester is the first person that you see in the official trailer for so season twelve. Uh, we'll be back next week with secrets and lies. What else is new? Bye, everybody. Bye. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil this, but I, I do want to give you some hope for the next episode that we watch. Oh, absent. Mark Shepard, Mark Kellerino, Misha Collins. Misha's absent again? Absent again. But. Well, means no angels. Sam and Dean investigate a missing persons case in a small town. All right. Sounds good. See what I'm saying? Yeah, sounds good. Hey, could be a ghost. Could be a, could be a, could be a missing ghost could, person. Could be a missing. What if uh, Mama Tran calls Sam and Dean and is like, I lost Kevin's ghost. I lost Kevin's, I lost Kevin's ghost. You're like, what? Who? You need to come. You need to come help me find Kevin's ghost. All right, dude. Kevin's ghost. Next episode. Looking forward to it. KG. KG. Bro, is that you? Bro, I'm here, bro. I'm out of breath. Why were you running? I ran to the other side of the house. My cat's been doing fucking zoomies all over this place. Sully. He's got me. He's got me acted up. What are you doing, Sully? He's been really something else recently. He's got a lot of energy. My um Rosie, the youngest basset hound, um this morning, she likes to steal my coffee cups, which you may or may not know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, so I had to walk outside and take a phone call. So I put my coffee cup up on the bookshelf so that she would not get it because it was a brand new, like probably sixteen ounce latte. <laughs> <laughs> uh, set it on the bookshelf, walked outside, had my phone call, came back in, and it was gone. <laughs> like I she just had, don't. She had managed to get it off the bookcase, underneath the coffee table, opened it, and had it had spilled everywhere, and then had licked most of it up. And like That's... she's asleep, she's asleep right now. <laughs> I don't There's know. So much caffeine just... human caffeine pumping through her. I don't understand it, dude. How does she? How does she do it? That's fascinating. That makes no, that's sense also that to me. fucking sucks too. Yeah, she's sleeping I'm... outside tonight. It's uh, no, she's not. <laughs> Never in a million years, but uh, yeah. Just Sully's not an outside cat, but he goes outside because he makes the rules, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but two nights ago, we saw a coyote in the backyard. So we've had we've had the yotes back there before, but never never this close to the house. So um, if that motherfucker thinks he's going outside, he's got another thing coming. I'm not letting him outside. That's why he's doing zoomies because he's got a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> from being trapped indoors. I don't know when he decided he was an outdoor cat. Probably when my grandmother started opening the door for him. Yeah, and just letting him go out. That's that's. And he was the- like, "Oh, me? I'm at when I when in my old house, we had multiple cats, and the only time that Sully went out is when he and his brother would sleep in the windowsill, and not once but twice, they both fell out the second story window because <laughs> <laughs> they were just like pressed up against the screen and then like Perfect. popped it out. And, I love it. And 
they were obviously fine both times. Um, but he would get so scared that he would he would always end up up on the roof, and my dad would have to get the ladder and get the cat down from the roof because he was just he would freak out. The other one would just go to the door and then like go back to sleep and wait to be let in. Um, but not Sully. But now, yeah, he thinks he's king of the jungle. I um, we made Julius into an outside cat um, when we moved here the first time, and I thought for sure that cat would get instantly killed because we yeah. were in the woods and he's bright white and he's a fucking idiot. And then um, we he became an inside cat because all of the neighborhood cats were beating up on him. Uh, but when we got oh. a fence, we made him. Uh, we got him. We got him a little house, and we made him into an outside cat. And now he absolutely does not want to come inside. Like I've Damn. left, I've left the door open, um, like running stuff in and out, and he'll just like sit there and look at me. Um, we during the hurricane, we we brought him in because it was gonna. We thought it was gonna be because you because it was a hurricane because it's yeah. a fucking hurricane. He'd be like, airborne. <laughs> You know, got him a little, you know, litter box and did the whole thing. And he just meowed the entire time begging to go back outside. It was like when the sun came up that morning uh, after the hurricane passed, it was still pretty breezy and like shitty outside, but it wasn't like bad. Uh, And I just opened the door and like he just ran out and was like, yes, this is my home now. (laughs) Don't do not make me go back in there. Cats, man. Cats. Cats are fucking crazy, dude. Yep. Can I tell you about something that happened to me this weekend? Yeah. So uh, it was Autumn's birthday on Saturday. Happy birthday, Autumn. Happy birthday. Um, <laughs> she, she, we decided to, uh, I was, I was going to get some takeout Indian food because I didn't want to mm-hmm. have to cook on her birthday because that sucks. And I'm not going to cook because like Mm-mm. if I start cooking in the house, Autumn will be like, let me, let me just do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me take that over for you. <laughs> like if, if I walked in and she was fighting Father Gascoigne and Bloodborne, I'd be like, mm, let me, let me just take it over. Let me, for let you. me let get me, that. Let me, get you're not even. Every, you're, everybody <laughs> has things they enjoy and things sure. they're good at. You're not even parrying right. Don't have the music box. Let's let me take that over. Um, so we're picking up Indian food, uh, and I'm like, I haven't been into town over on a weekend and like mm-hmm. forever. Uh, so it was astonished to see that I guess like we're just back to normal. Like restaurants like, yeah. that we used to go to a, a, quite a bit are like parking lot totally full, and I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, Jesus. Okay, so nobody gives a shit anymore. Great. Um. I pull up in the parking lot of uh, this little shopping center where the Indian restaurant is. Next to the Indian restaurant is a dollar store. Um, as I'm walking from the uh, like across the the thing into, onto the sidewalk, uh, I hear this child screaming like ah! Oh, and so I look over, and here comes this little dude. I have no idea, like maybe five, six, seven, or eight. I don't, I don't know how old kids are, man. I cannot, cannot tell you. Yeah. Like, he wasn't in diapers and he didn't flip me off. So I guess he wasn't a teenager. Okay. Yet. <laughs> he's, he's just youth. He's just a small youth, small child. Uh, and he is screaming. And then sure enough, like right coming right behind him is the mom. And the mom, mm-hmm. um, is like trying to chase him down. He obviously has done something bad. Yeah. He, he runs over to this, um, suburban, uh, where there are people in it, uh, but it's, oh. it's obviously like their family or whatever. Uh-huh. So uh, he opens the back door on the driver's side and he crawls in and mom's chasing him, man. Mom is getting about to get his ass. <laughs> this little dude, I watch this little dude crawl over a car seat <laughs> that has a baby in it or some, some other <laughs> child uh, all the way to like the back door <laughs> and then can't, fi- can't figure out how to get out the back door. So he turns around and crawls up through the front seat <laughs> Into the passenger side, and I can't open the door, so jumps oh. out the fucking window. <laughs> Meanwhile, mom has is like back in there, like making sure the baby in the car seat is okay. And this child is screaming the entire time and like running. 
One starts running back into the dollar store on the mom and no, no, you get back here. God oh my it. God. It is. And I'm just like literally just standing there, like oh. wearing a mask and like feeling like a dumbass, just watching this go down and like oh looking God. around and there's other people that are, that are watching this now. And yeah, dude, it has been, that's incredible. That's incredible. Finally, the, 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 somebody else like comes up and like the, is the kid is with them. The kid's sniffling and crying and they all yep. get in the car together. By the time I enter in the, Indian restaurant, like they, the, the mom is like loudly running this kid down for whatever, <laughs> and I can't like it's one of those things where you it's just tone, so it's like no 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 no, but yeah, you're like yep, yeah, that's no my words, that's just no words whatsoever, and I was like I yeah. know exactly how this child is feeling right uh, now. <laughs> oh man, that is wild. I you know that's you sometimes kind of miss that stuff, just just the crazy shit that happens in public. I've gone to the store a few times and it's felt pretty normal, um, but certainly miss having encounters like that. Although you know. I probably said it before. Every time we go out and I see somebody's nose, I get yeah, a little mad. Yeah, dude. I uh, I am I have perfected the because we go to the grocery store once a week to get groceries for the the tree of us, and uh, me and Autumn have been just you know trading turns on that basically. But I went mm-hmm. this weekend uh, again, birthday weekend. Not gonna make the woman go to the grocery store. In a right, right, right. Uh, and like the like we went to phase three, whatever that means uh, here. So I think it's mm-hmm. just a everyone's just assuming that it's not a problem anymore. And like I have perfected the the shitty gaze over the <laughs> over the mask. <laughs> if I see you without a mask, I'm cutting eyes, man. I'm yeah. cutting, I'm cutting uh, you fucking down. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Like I'm not gonna like have a confrontation mm-hmm. with somebody. Like I just hold my breath and like walk across and and you know mm-hmm. just try to stay out of people's way but uh i do get shitty looks sometimes with from people of like or not shitty looks but like oh you're wearing a mask that kind of thing um yeah i told you someone screamed at jess for wearing a mask right no are you serious yeah she was just walking her dog and had a mask on and some dude in the truck pulled over and screamed at her he was like take that stupid fucking thing off your face and i was like jess literally that guy she and now she's like i don't know why people have a problem with wearing a mask blah blah, blah. like why does it bother them and i was like he doesn't have a problem with you wearing a mask He's just some psycho who wanted to scream at a woman. It had literally nothing to do with that. If I was walking along wearing a mask, he wouldn't have said a word to me. It's just some fucking psycho douchebag in Rhode Island. Rhode Island, sorry to any listeners in Rhode Island. Y'all got a bunch of scum down there. What's going on with that? Man, y'all got a a scum problem. Y'all need to clean up the scum in Rhode Island. Providence, Rhode Island has like the highest rate of crime. She gets too much abuse, dude. People People are nasty. Like I just look at her Twitter sometimes, and I just I just want to give her a hug. I'm like, not everybody is like this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Seems like she only encounters terrible people. It's it's like she's like cursed. Like did she mm-hmm. did she run over a witch some, at some point? I think, <laughs> I think there's a witch situation at play here. <laughs> we need to get Sam it's, and Dean to clean up the scum yeah, and catch this yeah, witch. <laughs> seriously, we get the boys down here. Um, Jeremy, we doing a gaming. I know it's birthday weekend, so no, so no gamer time really. Honestly, but... uh, lots of gamer time this weekend because Whoa! autumn. Um, on Saturday, went to the bar and she was at the barn all day. Uh, Gave so, her time, or she requested to be alone for her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it was kind of a depressing thing, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and then um, on Sunday, uh, that's a whole other story that I'll get to in a second. But yeah, I, I played um, since the last we spoke. I played Manifold Garden. What the fuck? That's a it's a first person puzzler that uses like non Euclidean physics and and like weird portal stuff to to solve puzzles. Um, Damn, beautiful game. I was expecting it to be super challenging, and it was not, uh, which is fine. But like by the end of it, I was like, "Okay, <laughs> like <laughs> you guys didn't really do." And I don't know if it's just because the way that the game works, like you're you're, you're taking blocks and putting blocks in certain places. 
excuse me, to um, activate switches and to make bridges and things like that. And like maybe by the end of the game, I was just like, you could just recognize like, oh, this needs to be here. And yeah. that means I have to, have to do this and this and this. Okay. Let me like, in the none of the like non-Euclidean bullshit. Like it was one of those things where like you're in a platform and if you step off the platform, you're fall. Um, and eventually you will come to the same platform again. So it's oh, like, it's like a, gotcha. it's, it's like a mirror face to mirror type infinity mm-hmm, situation, mm-hmm. which is really, really cool. Uh, and they do some real neat stuff with that, but it just wasn't like super strong. Uh, but what really happened this weekend mm-hmm. is I started playing Hades. Oh yeah. I forgot that came out. Yeah. Hades came out on switch. It is a, uh, roguelike from Supergiant who made Bastion and oh, Transistor. I didn't know it was a roguelike. Yeah. So you, you are a, a, a dude from, it's all Greek mythology. Um, so it's like, you know, you're, you're in Hades, like your mm-hmm, dad is mm-hmm. Hades and you meet like gotcha. all of the characters. So there's Athena and Zeus and Dionysus and all this other stuff. Um, it's a, you know, third, per, like, uh, three quarter perspective, Diablo-ish kind of thing. Uh, okay. you choose a weapon. There's like a sword and a shield and a, uh, spear. There's a bow and I arrow. Think I, I think I know what, what, what I would choose. There's a gun. Oh, oh what? <laughs> yeah, there's a, I haven't even played with the gun yet, but there's a literal gun. Um, and then you, you go through like, your whole goal is like, you're, you want to leave Hades. You found out that your mom is not your mom. Your mom is actually Persephone. So you want to go find Persephone who left Hades and, um, which I guess might be a small spoiler, but like, it's all Greek stuff. Like who cares about mm-hmm. the plot? Yeah. And then, and you play and as you play, uh, you go through these rooms, which are encounters, and at the end of the encounter, you get a reward. Uh, the reward is usually a boon from one of the aforementioned gods that will change the way that your weapons work, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, like, at one point, I had a dash that was, when I would dash from point A to point B, point A would get struck by lightning, and point B would get struck by lightning. So Ooh. I was like, and then I got something that, like, upgraded my dash <laughs> so I could Ooh. do it more often. <laughs> So I was literally like I wasn't even fighting. I was just zooming between groups of people to to slaughter them, and it was really really fun. That sounds rad. I got to pick this up. The uh, I only fully played Transistor. I played a little bit of Bastion. Uh, played Transistor, loved it, but I didn't play whatever they did after Transistor. And now Hades. So, so uh, the the last thing I'll say about this one is that the voice acting is absolutely mm-hmm. amazing, and the writing is really really funny. Like Dionysus is like, "Hey, my man, what's happening?" <laughs> like that kind of thing. <laughs> Um, really, really funny. They, I played Bastion and absolutely loved it. I listened to the soundtrack of Bastion probably a million times. I think I have it on physical CD somewhere in my house. Um, Transistor, I never got the combat. Like, I I need to go back to it. I've tried several times, but the combat always, like, that turn-based tactical stuff, like, I'm usually okay at it, but that just blew my mind and I was never able to get past, like, the second level. It's a little different. I think the only reason I ever got through that was 2016, I decided I wanted to beat 52 games like one game i remember this yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. so i was playing all these like indie games that i had picked up on ps plus or or just games that were on sale and i was like well i can get through this i can get through this in between you know bigger longer games i think i ended up doing like 40 something games that year which is still amazing a lot of video games a lot of video games but transistor i think was number two I, i played life is strange and then i played transistor and i started off strong that year really got into transistor fantastic soundtrack Really weird, interesting combat, cool art style. Um, and I was really interested in whatever they did next. I remember seeing it at PAX, that like RPG they made. Um, but then it came out and it just completely passed me by. So now Hades is out. I got to check that out. Um, so the, the, the game that you're talking about is Pyre. 
That's right. And I had an interesting moment where I was like, yeah, I didn't play Pyre because I was talking about this in the um, Duck Feed Slack. Like, I didn't, I didn't play it because it didn't come to consoles. And uh, a guy that is on everything to Guppy, Will, uh, Will said, it, it definitely came to consoles because I reviewed the PS4 version for AV Club. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And um, and I got to look at it. I was like, oh, yeah, I totally bought and played this game on the strength of, like, Transistor and Bastion. I was super excited about it and then just bounced off of it. That game is so fucking weird. It's like a visual novel w- combined with, like, a magic basketball game. What the fuck? So you have like you have like a team of dudes, and you're literally like trying to get a ball into a goal on the other side to win combat encounters. It is That's fucking incredible. Wild. Will really really likes it. Like Will said, like he got he was doing multiplayer matches and all that other stuff because everybody oh. like the people that don't like the game kind of complain that it's either too weird or it's too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember kind of bouncing off of it and just like yeah, I have other stuff to play. Yeah, I um, I got, I have to check that out. I didn't really need to check out Hades. I'm in a weird like limbo right now with games especially with new consoles coming up um i played pokemon sword the new one on switch mm-hmm. started it in june or whatever i think i talked about it then fell off of it came back to it now because i wanted something that was easy <laughs> i just didn't want any challenge in my video games which was great because it's a really easy video game except for the fact that i tweeted about this but everything i knew about pokemon was just based on like the first generation like the video games the anime the cards I had it all. I knew, I knew them all. I knew every and the name of every one of those creatures. I had it down. So playing it like eight generations later, where there instead of 150 Pokemon, there's uh, like 900 of them. So my whole strategy back in the day would be like, okay, I'm uh, I, I have my Pikachu out. The opposing trainer is about to take out their Bulbasaur, and I'd be like, that's a Leaf type. I'm going to switch to a Fire type because Fire strong against wow. Leaf. No sweat. <laughs> you know, I I knew all that stuff, so no sweat. So but now it'll be like such and such trainer is about to switch to a, a giggly morph and i'm like wait what is a giggly morph how do i combat that so that i would i wouldn't switch and then so it, it just made that like meant that like every battle would always end up being me like fighting it, like, something that i was weak against and then having to take a turn to like switch out my team and it was a whole thing it's a fun game i think a lot of people actually really hate that game because it's like simplified the whole process yeah but because I did everything in it in in one week, I got like every legendary Pokemon and beat all the extra challenges and stuff. There's DLC, but we'll save that. We'll save that for now. It's a fun game. It's a fun game, but it's simple. Um, I um I've never played. Still have never played a Pokemon game. I don't. I kind of don't. It seems like it'd be kind of like a hard thing to recommend. Like yeah, I think so. Like I, every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, like this seems like you know paper rock scissors kind of combat. Yeah, with, like a, a history that I don't really connect to, and some monsters that. I know other people find keep, but that, and I, you know, I love Mr. Negative or Negative Man or whatever. Like, I like that dude, but, uh, like not a lot of it, like really, mm-hmm. I, I just don't fuck with it. So like, I, you know, it's cause you weren't seven when that shit popped. Exactly. Up. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I've talked about that before. Like Pokemon hit at that time that I was too cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's I was, funny, when Pokemon came out, I thought I was too cool. Cause I was going to Cub Scouts and then everybody would like trade their Pokemon cards and stuff and then put the anime on. And I was like, guys, <laughs> This? Really? Y'all into this? Really? <laughs> Unbelievable. And then, like, one day later, I was like, Dad, can we come? Can we get a Pokemon? Can, can we get some Pokemon cards at the store? I would like store? some Pokemons. Uh, Pokemon so, or Pokemon? Yeah. Uh, my dad would obviously say Pokemon. Pokemon. And I was like, ah, yeah. oh, Father, it's Pokemon, please. <laughs> um. So, wait, I did that, and then, oh, I got uh, the Mario 3D All-Stars or whatever. And really, 
Oh, I, I saw. I, I did. I meant to ask you about that because I saw you tweeting about it, and I was like, "You're not a Mario guy. What are you doing?" I'm not. I'm not. I just really wanted to play Mario 64 again, which I. It's not a hard thing to do, but just like Pokemon, back in the day, all the kids had Mario 64, and that was like the game you'd play when you'd go to somebody's house. Or at least it was for me. It was like three different kids every every time I went over. We play Mario 64. We play Smash Bros. Um. And Diddy Kong Racing. Not a Mario Kart crew, I guess. Everybody had Diddy Kong Racing for N64. <laughs> but <laughs> we're like really 20 weird. minutes into this podcast now. Um, but yeah, I would, uh, I would play Mario 64 at my friend's houses and played a significant portion of that game. Was never very good at it, but I saw a lot of it. And I always kind of wanted to like go back and, and play it more and, and, and beat it. So when this came out, I decided, hey, perfect opportunity. And I mastered the first few levels, and it was a really satisfying feeling. This is a game for children, but I'm an old man now. Mm-hmm. And to just be able to be like, hey, I'm finally doing it. I'm I'm player one now. I'm finally getting through this game. <laughs> and you need, I think, like 10 stars to unlock the first Bowser door, and that's your first boss. And then you need 30 stars to unlock the next door, and then you get your next boss. And then the next goal was 50 stars, and that's when I really started to struggle. Because I'm, I'm not good at the game, and I don't have a lot of patience. And I started to be like, this is breaking my spirit. I'm going to tweet about it. I didn't tweet about it, but I went to Twitter and I just was scrolling through seeing a lot of people being like, fuck Mario. Like, why is this destroying my heart right now? Because these games are kind of difficult. The three, yeah. like finicky 3D controls. You know, when you're a child, you have the patience and you have the time to figure this stuff out. But when you're 30 and you've had three beers, you're like, yo, fuck you, Mario. People, <laughs> Luigi's better. People come to expect, like, a lot from Nintendo 3D games. And I think, like, mm. if, you, if you're like, oh, I just played Odyssey. Um, and I haven't played Odyssey, but, like, I would expect that to be, like, a really smooth, easy-to-play game. Yeah. You go back yeah. to something like Mario 64, which was, like, one of the first 3D platformers and, like, yeah. kind of invented a lot of the stuff that made those games relatively easy to play. Like, it was mm-hmm. it was one of the first ones that, like, did not have a lot of jank and really paved the way for stuff like, you know, Ocarina of Time and things like that mm-hmm. to, that came later. I You know, I, going back to that shit now is just fucking impossible, dude. Like, the it's way weird. that the camera works, the... Oh, yeah. We take, we take for granted so much that goes into, like, a, those kind of games now that just... Being able to freely move the camera did not exist because they, there were not two sticks on that console. It's funny. They put a, and I always thought it was just like a cute little detail, but now looking at it through the lens of, I don't, I don't know. There's a cameraman who follows Mario around. Yeah. And that's like, you control where he is. And I think that was to help the player understand what they're doing. Because that's the first thing that people seem to struggle with if you hand them a controller and they don't play video games is how do I how do I move and move the camera at the same time? Yep. That's always the biggest hurdle. Mm-hmm. And it's like this was kind of a way to communicate to the player like you're you're a cameraman that follows him around. So just, you know, be aware of that. And that I guess that could kind of help. Um, but I played this at friends houses and I played Tomb Raider on my own because I had a PlayStation. So I have like a lot of weird memories of like the 3D Tomb Raider and 3D Mario where Tomb Raider was like so hard and so scary to little me, and I would run around Lara's house looking for secrets and all this shit. And then Mario, who's got this big, oh, kind of a similar house, except it's like Bowser's castle or whatever. Um, I always expected there to be like weird secrets and like really scary stuff in Mario's castle for some reason. <laughs> so there's like these w- little things that aren't meant to be even unsettling in the slightest. But even now, when I see them, they like kind of like bring back this like weird creepy memory because i had so much association with something else with it it's it's bizarre anyway to unlock that third bowser door you needed 50 stars and i struggled and i got those 50 stars and i thought fuck it man i'm gonna finally beat this game 
And then I got through that last door, and they were like, you need 20 more stars to unlock this. the actual battle. And I was like, I can't do it, bro. I can't. I'm not, not good enough. This is not happening. <laughs> so, you know, there I am. Maybe I'll play Hades now. You want to talk about Supernatural? Uh, you should play Hades. Yeah, everybody should play Hades, because I hate fucking rules. Um, yeah, let's talk about Supernatural. Let's lock it in, bro. You got your PS4 pre-ordered. The PlayStation 4. Yeah, I got the PS5. PS5. Um, I'm sorry, PS5. You got your didn't PS5. expect that. So Did I got you, the beefy one. Yeah, you got the big guy. I figured because you, 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 like you like to collect discs. Um, yeah. Um, did you order it from Amazon? No, I got it from Walmart. Because Amazon's saying, like, we may not be able to fulfill all these PS5s that you hit, but what yeah. order from us. Um, yeah, um, did Walmart and didn't get an email. Um, if I don't get it, I, obviously I'll be disappointed, but I'll I'll live. I'll be okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it comes out so, the day before my birthday, man. Like, I have to have yeah, this thing. Like, you gotta I want get it. it. I want it. Sony tweeted yesterday that they're going to have more. So this is, I think this these are going to be available. I think so, me. too. Yeah. This is all just driving up hype and stuff. You know, maybe day one it might be kind of challenging to get them, but they'll be available. Um, my um my question to you is: Did you see the the recent news on the video game industry today? Oh yeah, my my uh, local group chat was blowing up. Um, I just I feel like I am I don't look at that chat most of the time because there's a lot of text, you know, football stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just could feel it in my bones that I was there and I looked and somebody had said my name. They said, "Chris, get in here. We need your opinion." <laughs> They're talking about how Microsoft just bought Bethesda. Yeah. Um, huge move. Fallout, huge move for them. Skyrim, Doom, mm-hmm. Wolfenstein. Um, Phil Spencer is saying, like, yeah, like whatever they had in, in place with Sony, we're going to continue to honor that. So if there was, like, exclusivity stuff in place with the PS5, we're going to continue to let that go. But everything else would be a case-by-case basis. And, like, Microsoft has been super cool about, like, multi-platform stuff. Yeah. They've been so cool about stuff that I honestly wouldn't be that surprised if they also released shit on PlayStation. Me too. Yeah, like, I feel like at this point they would just be like, hey, like, Sony, let us put Game Pass on your console. <laughs> like, at that you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, mm-hmm. you, just, you can, and we'll give you a revenue share, whatever that deal works out to, to do that. Like, I feel like, because... Uh, um, Sean, the lore hunter, pointed out to me that uh, you know Sony is a billion dollar company, but Microsoft is a trillion dollar company, mm-hmm. and like Sony's just not going to be able to compete with this like constantly gobbling up studios and things like that. Too, and there's only like so many Bloodborns and Spider Mans and Demon Souls mm-hmm. that Sony can mm-hmm. afford to make to draw people to that console. So I think it's going to be like really if Microsoft wasn't in such a consumer friendly space right now, I'd be a lot more worried. Oh yeah. Oh, what's that? They coming for me. They coming, coming for me. They're like, you guys have been talking for way too long. You need to talk about yeah. this horrible episode of Supernatural. Yeah. Oh, God. I forgot. I, I completely forgot about this episode. Got distracted by exciting video game stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Um, if if Elder Scrolls Six is only available on Xbox, I'll buy that cheap Xbox. Yep. I got to do it. Mm-hmm. I bought a 360 for it. Um, you here's, know, I have the no thing. Choice. Like, the way Microsoft has been going, they will probably just put that shit on the old Xbox. Like, the Xbox yeah. One X will probably yeah. be able to run whatever that game is in a couple of years. Like, they might just do that. Would not surprise me, mm-hmm. um, you know. But the only thing was when I saw that Final Fantasy trailer. That's when I was like, I have no choice. Yeah, there's no, it's no, it's out of my hands. Which is funny because I watched that trailer, and at first was like, hmm, this looks like Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO. Which is like, I like that game, but I didn't really mean that as a compliment because that game looks like an MMO. You know, it has to be able to load nine thousand customized characters at one time, so it can't be too crazy. Um. And then, like, the Final Fantasy main theme started playing in the background of this trailer, and I was like, eh, I don't know. Finished it, 
finished the trailer and I was like, okay, that's exciting. And then I watched it like 10 more times and now I'm like, fucking floored. Cannot <laughs> wait for Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, absolutely. That, 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 it looked legit. Like all the monsters and stuff looked really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I guess the 14 crew, like the story crew is writing that, which has yeah. people super excited. Like I never, I know a lot of people that play Final Fantasy 14 and spend a lot of time in that game. Um, and a lot of them swear by, especially the latest uh, or the last few updates to that game of like the story content is super, super good. Um, so I'm yeah. you know, excited for it. It's been interesting to see a lot of people say that for a while who aren't necessarily big fans of mainline Final Fantasy yeah. to be like, this is the best in the series. And I'm like, how do you know? Um, but <laughs> recently, most of the people I follow on Instagram, I think are like, they're like a Final Fantasy community. Like these people just buy thousand dollar Final Fantasy statues every other day. Like this mm-hmm. is their life. They're dedicated to it. And those people have finally started coming around and being like, oh shit, this is like the best Final Fantasy ever because they finally have reached that point that these other players have been at for these other people's players have been saying that forever and I doubted them. And now, now these hardcore people are getting there and they're agreeing and I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. So that's got me excited. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm interested in this. Like I, I, I never played 15. Like I haven't finished Final Fantasy in probably like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I, don't think that I've ever finished a Final Fantasy game because I got to the last boss of ten and was like, "Nope, this guy sucks." Oh wow! Um, I would recommend Seven R, but you didn't really like the demo for that, right? Yeah, I, I'm kind of just waiting. Like, I feel like that game is going to show up for free on either PS Plus mm-hmm. or at Game Pass, and I'm just going to download it and play it at that point. Like, I, it keeps going on sale for cheaper and cheaper, and like, I will play that game eventually. Like, it looks really, it's, really cool. I, the thing about that is, that I think you probably struggled with this in the demo because I know I did. Um, it feels like it's an action game where you should be dodging at the right time and attacking at the right time, like a Dark Souls, you know, like a mm-hmm. just a serious action game. Um, but it's just it's a turn based RPG where in between your bar loading up, you run around and you like press square to do your basic attack. Yeah. Um, by the end of that game, realizing this is a fully turn based RPG, you have to control everybody during their turn. And it's it, it made it a lot make make more sense anyway let's talk about supernatural 30 minutes in 30 minutes in let's talk about supernatural Thank you. 